It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, "Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor?" Happy Saturday, DGC. It is Saturday. Dude is in Hawaii. Uh, man, I got my boys hanging out. Batter, I believe, is still skiing. I see. I've got High C. Who? Man, I love talking to you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you coming out, hanging out on a Saturday morning. I always feel weird on the show because I'm not as good of a grower as 99% of the audience. So I always I have that imposter syndrome every time I come on. But this show is for hanging out on a Saturday morning. The DGC is our crew. I know so many of y'all. I've met so many of y'all at the DGC Cup. This year we'll be hanging out again. But it really is a crew. Uh I was hanging out Saturday, hanging out with you. I was hanging out with Navin Johnson, uh, the Navin Johnson family, okay? His wife actually listens to the show. Terry actually <laughs> listens to the show. I was surprised. But what a joy. You know, I hang out. Man, can't wait to see you guys again. I was chit-chatting with the uh, the chat and chit-chatting with the chat. Anyway, it's a joy, man. So love it. Thank you for joining me on this Saturday. And, of course, Grambo, sir. Yeah, man. How you living, brother? Never better, my friend. It's feeling good. It's, it's weird. We had to like reset everything because uh, dude's not here, so I got it all reset. So now I'm in the two C. I see's in the two C. It's weird. I feel weird. I got my Ninja Turtle hat. I'm all purpled out, looking good, looking sexy, looking dateable. You know, talking about Ninja Turtle hat, man. It was youth. I saw a comment from Juice saying he wears his advanced nutrients hat around. Oh, yeah, I saw the that. only hat that he's got. And he's very self conscious about it. I will say, man, I have one hat. I have one fucking hat. I got it 15 years ago. And just when I wear a hat, I wear that hat. Your hat did? Yeah. I have a lot of hats, but it's just to keep the sun off of my balding head. Balding? Is that what you call it? Balding. Oh, boy. All right. My bald head. He's got you there. He's got you there. I saw shit. Hey, I just have one thing. I talked to dude. I go, hey, man, you're still in Hawaii? Yeah. Or I knew he was in Hawaii. and go, what time is it there? And then he goes, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, last week, did you guys have daylight savings time? And he goes, oh, no. That's very dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what vacation's all about, right? Yeah, the dude is the dude. I love that guy. I love whenever we ask him about anything Canadian. It's like, what's that in Celsius? He's like, up there, man. Up there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Celsius does make so much more sense. Well, it's zeros freezing, a hundred boiling. It does, but yeah. then you have to use uh, decimal points of Celsius. So, like, whereas we'd be like seventy-eight to seventy-nine, they don't have that level of freedom, so they have to be like, oh, it's twelve point five, twelve point two. So Fahrenheit is one of the only metric system things I actually think you know. I think we have. It's not a metric system. See, you're busted. That's well, it gets thrown in. It gets lumped in with the metric system. So, dude, I know the metric system from fucking Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> That's how I know that shit. A meter, a meter. It's a little more than a yard. Oh, we gotta 
power tool going on? Yeah, what's going on? What you got there, Scott? This is the plenty. The plenty. The stores of Beckle Plenty. This is like a handheld volcano. No kidding. Yeah, you load the the material, the medicinal material. Gonna try to not get age gated. <laughs> and you uh, you put it in there, and it just keeps a nice little bit of heat there, and okay. you just vape off it, dude. My, you know, man, I'm in, <clears throat> my throat's been fucked up the past few days, and I've been late. It was in bed. It was coughing a couple of evenings ago, and I'm like, I'm not a smoker, a cigarette smoker. I shouldn't have a smoker's cough. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I decided to do something about it. So I'm back on the vape. I used to use this for years. I would use this thing way back in the day, mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. Yeah. Okay, help me out so that I can understand it. The whole point of doing it that way is because it heats the material enough to to activate it without burning it. Yes, when you burn something, and I learned this shit. I don't know where I learned this, but oh, you know, I was reading something about you know the nicotine vape pen, not the nicotine pens, the vapes that everybody's using. Mm-hmm. My wife used to smoke cigarettes, completely quit, and started on the vape, and I'm like, man, you know, I hate that thing, but. I was listening to this. I was reading it. I was actually reading an article. It was saying that the nicotine is a drug. It's not, you know, of course, you're taking a drug in when you smoke a cigarette, but it's not the nicotine that kills you. It's the tar. Mm. And don't be smoking a joint. You ever seen, like, tar on the end of a joint at the end of it? You know, I'm like, that's a Where it starts to look like an actual roach because it's dark brown. Yes. Even when it gets you, you're like, okay, that's legitimate. Tell me resin. Resin, man. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started thinking about that. 52 years old, I want to live for a while longer. I don't want to have a smoker's hack. or <laughs> So, yeah. And by the way, that's how I've always been. I never smoked cigarettes. I was always freaked out about smoking. So always been in love with the vapes. I always hated when you'd be smoking a joint and it's that really, really resiny weed. You can wipe your lips and there's just a brown stain. Yep. Oh, man, that's yep. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, what do we got on the show today? You know what, before we do, before we, by the way, this is the show. Oh, we're doing the show. <laughs> I do got a shout out. Cause shout out to the DGC patrons, the ones that make this happen. Looking awesome, man. Uh, I will remind y'all, we got disappeared from YouTube. Uh, I don't know, how long ago was that? Yeah, that was uh, the beginning of October. I just started with you guys for one week and yeah. outright deleted your guys' 90,000 subscribers. Yeah. I would say you guys were really, really cool about that. Like any other YouTube channel would have been like making a big stink about like, we've been persecuted. The dude and Scotty Real, like literally just like next day, like this is what it is. We ain't quitting. So start a new channel and keep going. So fucking respect Wait. to you and Brett, man, for real. No fucking choice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing when you have no choice, right? No, but uh, you know what was really cool about that is we didn't lose everything. Newgrows.com had everything, still had all our grow questions, all the comments, and that is because the Patreons made that happen. Yeah, well, we couldn't do this. If the channel would have been fully ad-sponsored, like your average YouTube channel, it would have folded the whole organization. There would have been no coming back. But yeah, the Patreons, and especially uh, the Saturday show in particular, we only did three shows a week. And now we do uh, what we do. We're going to switch it up. Uh, we're going to do a lot, lot more stuff coming up because of the patrons. So. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for so much. This thing really is fueled by the patrons. Uh, we do like YouTube. We'll use them for what they are. Okay. But can I shout out to a couple patrons, brother? Yeah, do it. Can I give a big word to big word, man? I'm actually smoking some of his weed right here. No, go, go. No, show me. Oh, shit. No, you can, you can. Okay, I tell you what. Out of camera. 
Cinderella 99 by Blueberry. And it says fast. Maybe it's a fast buds. I don't know. Is that an auto? Yeah. Uh, very cool, though. And big word, man. He had some health issues, I will say. Had a, a cardiac event a couple days ago. Nice. Which is, hey, by the way, just a public service. He said he thought he hurt his shoulder. I get it. I don't know how that works, man. I'm getting older. I got to keep an eye on this shit. He said he thought he hurt his shoulder, went home from work, figured he strained his shoulder, and it was whatever. Tom's, I don't know, bowels probably blocked or partial blockage or something. So I really am glad you're okay, brother. Uh, you're awesome. I really enjoyed hanging out. We just hung out recently, man. And uh, I'm super glad you're okay, man. So this one's for you, brother. Come on, y'all want to get in a little comments? Hang out with the DGC a little bit? Let's do it. Saturday morning, man. I got my... The hell am I doing? <laughs> Come on. Hi, C. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do some. Have you seen the short-form content we've been doing on Instagram? I see as we channel my my uh, my pillow guy. What was his name? I don't know. Is it Mike, Mike Lindell? Mike, Mike, Mike Lindell. Yeah, good call. Who's the guy? more of a Billy Mays guy. You're, you've got more of the Come Billy on. Mays. That's <laughs> for sure. All right, man, let's read some comments. Eric Brassfield says, when's Grambo's birthday? <laughs> what, what is your birthday? When are, what, what's your sign? Hey, Grambo, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn, baby. January 2nd. Grambo, what's your social security number and routing number? You mind? <laughs> take a picture of your check if you Just would. Type in 911. <laughs> So somebody needs to get him a proper mic. He's been having to do the one-hander commander style, right? <laughs> it's like clip-on lavalier mic yeah. as a handheld every time he wants to talk. Yeah. This is a legacy from uh, Rowdy Rick. When I was brand new, well, Rowdy Rick was in here. Like, well, His father was a TV producer. Did you know this guy? I did. Yeah. I did. So, yeah, he was uh, very confidently telling me what to do. And I was just like, well, Rowdy Rick is DGC, baby. You listen to him. Yeah. And so this is a legacy from him. We uh, it got me a light that I'm not using, funnily enough. What do you think about that, Scott? We, Scott bought me a beautiful, nice light. That's up. Or I should say the patrons bought me a nice light. Yes. Amazon bought you that. Well, but it comes from the patrons. So thank you guys for this brand new light. And uh, yeah, Eric, uh, Eric B, Eric Brassfield. Uh, my birthday is whatever day you want to send me some. F what is the deal with Capricorn, man? What did, come on, tell me. You, I'll bet you've got to know about this shit. I see. I see. Do you know about? Okay. So here's my guilty admission. As much as I 100% believe in magic right. and believe that the stars and the moon affect things. I am not the- Astrology guy? I have not spent very much time studying planetary magic, so no, I don't I don't know. Wow, I'm gonna buy you that bumper <laughs> sticker. I'm just gonna slap it on your card. It says, believe in magic with like butterflies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that doesn't get addressed is that the solar system or the universe is expanding. So there's actually more, like if you were to actually like assign like the way they quadranted out all of that there's one more star sign that should be in there that isn't so anyone that believes in that stuff it's actually moot it's out of date by like 300 years so now we got an f grambo we got a war going on in the comments grambo i'm shocked how many women i i always like lose women when i'm like i don't believe in that shit and they're just like bow <laughs> All right, ready? There you go, man. Hey, remember we were talking about, I was talking with JR at the beginning of the week about Oklahoma, the whole wreck thing over mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a little confusing because I'm like, oh, of course we want free weed. You know, not free weed. We don't want to get locked up for, for uh, smoking or growing weed. We want uh, cannabis freedom. And you got to be a little bit careful. You got to be careful what you wish for and how you, those wishes come, right? Mm -hmm. um, here you go. This is from uh, Xavier Carey on the Oklahoma wreck topic. 
topic. I know a lot of growers, dispo owners, workers, med patients, they all really banded together to try and maintain the med status purely out of protecting their rights and freedom to practice business. Wow. The tax rates presented were outlandish in some areas, much higher than the 15% discussed. Oklahoma has a great system going. They offer reefer as med rec, meaning anyone can get a card so it's practically legal. There are tons of uses for cannabis medically so anyone could find a legal reason to get a card. It has maintained excellent testing and processing standards, moderate tax and licensing rates, even with the present the percent increase in the past tax year, and has avoided a major corporate takeover like experience in California, Colorado, etc. They want to keep it local startups with reasonable licensing and business fees and standards kept up to par. The new policies were doing more restricting than liberating. Kudos to Oklahoma voters for deciding to wait for something better. Thank you for explaining that, man. Very well done, uh, well explained, and makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? Uh, wait, wait, let me do it again. Makes sense? Sure does. Grandma, what are your thoughts on that, man? I have contra- I have the view that the DGC doesn't like. So I'm not. I, is uh, there's this big anti dispensary movement been coming up? You know, yes, there is. So like I travel for a living a lot of times, and so when I was in other states, I was very very thankful that I didn't have to use the underground railroad to like call in favors and like, hey, do I know a grower that knows a guy and get fed the lace marijuana that way? I mean, you potentially could. <laughs> but uh, so I, I'm not totally anti dispensary, but what I is anti like anything anytime they put out a bill that doesn't include home grow i mean it's just absolutely and, and no matter how good you try like the med prices are better and less taxed so dispensary owners in general are not going to be okay with giving you as good of product superior service for less money it seems unsustainable to me but you know in the long run so as long as there's home grow inside of a recreational bill i'm usually for it so that might be a controversial view among some i don't know I, you know, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I'm very much a pro just do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting people. Um, say I'm libertarian. Just say libertarian. I'm, I'm very libertarian in a lot of my beliefs. Uh, the thing that I don't really like about the dispos is I know people that go for the dispos and I know a lot of like the backroom deals that go on. Sure. And then also a lot of times the dispo stuff is just what can i grow what strains going to give me the best output for per square foot or per light or whatever and a lot of times the and i'm a businessman and i get it but a lot of times what i buy from the underground growers is still beats everything at the dispo and so So sure i mean come on when your neighbor gives you a tomato it's Probably, yeah. I mean, but there's you're still glad there's Whole Foods. I'm glad there, that there's, there's all there's also Safeway, you know, and yeah. where you can go. There's Walmart, you can go buy produce at Walmart. Yeah, and then the other thing about the whole the whole issue is, uh, as soon as a market starts to get regulated, as soon as what's bought and sold becomes regulated, the first things to get bought and sold are the regulators. So. We've had a bunch of different experiments and there's probably been a lot of money trading hands and we're still trying to figure out what the best way is. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure what I think the best way is yet. The regulators. I've been privately handling regulators for a recharge. You got 50 different states and 50 regulators that regulate fertilizer. 
It is unbelievably complex because they don't have to talk to each other. One guy says, hey, I want this listed in front of the, the, I want the fungus listed in front of the bacteria. The other guy says, no, I need it listed or girl, because there's plenty of women. Uh, I need, need it listed behind it. And then all of a sudden you're, you just make three labels, man. Hey, if you want to sell in Oregon, just make some, you know, $30,000 worth of separate bags. Let's say we're talking to you, California. Well, talking to Oregon specifically, which I don't, don't actively sell in. You won't see it in any of the stores there because of what a pain in the ass and a regulator is. And I think that uh, a lot of what goes on, especially in this market, is there is so many different... It, on this side of the imaginary line, it's this set of rules. On the other side of the imaginary line, it's this set of rules. Yep. And man, being a business owner is... They don't make it easy for you, and especially in this industry any business anymore. I mean, I sell a product. I have two products we sell on Amazon, three or four different sizes, three different sizes. Holy complexity. <laughs> I mean, batter is almost full-time messing with that. Stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine in the cannabis industry, you're slinging some weed. You shouldn't. I swung weed for a long time, allegedly. Didn't oh, do a lot of paperwork on I that. I that was your cousin or your brother? That was my brother, Trip. Somebody asked if my brother, Trip. I saw that. Real person or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Trip is definitely real. He's a I, real person. I've met him. I bought weed from him. Good guy. Gosh. So, yeah. So, sometimes I kind of just want to go back to the black market days where I just had two or three guys. And then I, but, all right. So, I had powdery mildew, right? Yeah. You know what? Nine out of 10 growers would have done black market. Everyone just wiped it out. Every one of my friends. <laughs> no, they just, every one of the guys that ran 100 lighters in California or Florida, you know what they would have done? Sold it anyway. Gone and get, fuck, what is that stuff? The the totally poison stuff, myconazole or something like that? It, Eagle. Eagle 20. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's what, It's something like that. But uh, Eagle 20 is this shit. It's meant for ornamentals. Yeah. Man, you don't want to fucking get close to when you spray it. You don't want to inhale it. You're supposed to wear protective gear. And you are supposed to spray it on the you know shit that you're putting in your lawn or the stuff that mm -hmm. ornamental. Christmas growers. decorations. They're not for consumable. Not even close, man. Not even close. And people would just spray that shit on their head. Powder and mildew's going. Yeah. And so that's really, that's why I do appreciate testing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, maybe we, maybe we have some sort of like, uh, in different industries, they have like independent testers that check and see this is the best, most safest car right. for 2023. Maybe we have some sort of, uh, less bureaucratic ways to do consumer reports. They're fucking hurting for money these days, right? Yeah, maybe we maybe we figure out how to incorporate that into the industry. I do appreciate that they didn't just go push a law in. So yay, legal weed, thirty percent taxed. You know, it's going to be explained. One hundred dollar eighths, great. Nobody's lining up for eighty dollar eighths, man. You know? Yeah, that's true. So I think overall, uh, we're all in agreement that. We're still trying to figure out what works best. Yes, and leaving it alone, the less restrict, the less restriction, the better for me, of course. But that's not the way the world works these days. No, yeah, <laughs> the world. Amen. <laughs> I have uh, something that hopefully will make us laugh. Uh, Sunny and Bactopia, I will call her a legit character she is, on this show. She's a, I'm, I hang out with nothing but characters in amongst a sea of characters, Bactopia. But she's a legit grower, man. Doing tons of growing, does plenty of uh, outside-the-box experiments. So 
Uh, here you go, man. Now she's okay, Randy. I'll just start with not preface it with anything, but uh, this is the before, by the way. Okay, I got this one Saturday morning. Text It's going down today. I will take pictures to write an article for the website. 55 gallon barrel of human manure is going into play. So she's, yeah, she's doing that uh, humaner. Humaner is when you compost your, I have a book on it, man. I yeah. think I might even say Some people think it's a joke. People have commented, no, humanure is real. Yeah. This, my son is finally coming to take care of the shit he left here. Oh, well. <laughs> Phrasing? There is life in it. I know that from the peak I took. And took a peek in the eye. Uh, uh. Yes, it's human manure. My son lives in a travel trailer on my property for about five years. He had a composting toilet, and that's the collection. It is now... I might vomit in my mouth. <laughs> it is now sat on the property in the barrel for probably three years solid. I opened it once or twice. I think twice. You fucking remember every time you've opened that thing. Don't tell me I think. Wait, so while he was staying there, she was having him hold on to it? He had a shit, he had composting toilet, and I guess they just put it in their 55-gallon drum, left it, and she was going to compost it. And, uh, yeah. So that's the before. You ready for the after? Yeah. <laughs> it was just so, I had to put this on, man. Imagine getting a text. You're like, oh, cool, let's see what's happening. I'm like, oh, we don't have pictures of the before and after. I, I'm, I asked her. I, I think she sent pictures. I will look at them. <laughs> We're not going on the show. I'm trying to stay safe. All right, here's my after. Utterly horrific. Oh, no. It starts, period. My son <laughs> abandoned me now. No. Have to lock dogs in small yard until tomorrow morning. I'm hoping to believe it will be frozen or something and not smell. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> Clearly, this is not the way to handle your compost toilet waste. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just laughed. I'm sorry. You don't want to laugh at other people's misery because that's probably fairly miserable, right? Oh, man. I can't even imagine doing that. <sighs> my dad was a plumber growing up. And oh. Plumbing and air conditioning. And I remember as a kid being like, Yo, there's got to be a better way we can make money here, right? What's... So, does the humanure act as a nutrient? Yeah, yeah. The whole idea with like cow manure and stuff like that is the cow is taking the nutrients from the grass. Uh -huh. It's composting in its stomach. That's why you hear like a cow has like five stomachs. Mm -hmm. It's a composter. It's a digester and a composter. So it microbial. It takes a lot from that food, and but it leaves a lot in there. Okay. And then that's microbial. That's a half digested microbially. Probably, I like that word. Uh, so when it comes out, it has some nutrient in it. Some more than others. Uh, horse is really hot. They're, they're, they have a that you can burn uh, your plants really easy with okay. with uh, horse nutrient uh, horse manure. Uh, cow manure is decent, man. So you just got to compost it. And so those thoughts, human manure should be uh uh usable as well this comes from his book i was reading i'll talk tell you you got to read this book pandora's lab oh you were telling me about that uh, they talk about the guy that invented synthetic fertilizer just like so i don't know 80 years ago before that there were four billion people the the capacity of the earth was four billion people because that's all that the animals could eat and shit out to make enough food right was for four billion people once yeah. they start just ripping fertilizer out of the air then all of a sudden you got out to eight, nine, isn't it 10 billion people now? Almost to 10 billion. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't having sex nowadays, so maybe that number's going to drop plummet in the very near future. 
Have you heard of the movie Koyaanisqazi? Uh-uh. Oh, you fucking owe me, man. <laughs> oh, no. Holy shit. Best movie I've ever seen. What is it called? Koyaanisqazi. And I was going to try to Google that in another page. I have no clue how to even type. What did you just say? <laughs> it's, my, it's some famous director. I thought it was Francis Ford Coppola. I can't remember who did it. It is, it's called Koyanis Gazi, Life Out of Balance. And it's Hopi Indian. Koyanis Gazi is Hopi Indian for Life Out of Balance. It starts with volcanoes exploding and shit. And by the end of it, it's people walking around New York and fucking, yeah. You, you were telling me. It is so good. I turn every. It's not, oh my God, the whole movie's on here? Yeah, so you can check it out if you uh, want to see it. It's free on uh, YouTube, everybody. Fucking good, man. But it's Koyanis Gazi, it's Hopi Indian for Life Out of Balance. And you've got to think, man, that our life is a little bit out of balance today. Oh, it's for sure out of balance. Yeah. So it's uh, It's a big topic between me and my friends. I always equate it, I call it the monkey and the alien. You know, it's like, do you want to go closer to our roots of like primate sort of instinct or you want to go towards being the alien, you know, because once you invent AC, once once you roll a round stone and it becomes a wheel, the die is cast, man. Once you make a wheel, you made a nuclear bomb, you made AI like you got to choose. So where's the balance between the alien and the monkeys? I'm just thinking that Koyanis Gazi and Slacker. Are my two favorite movies. You like Slaggers? One, one couldn't be more fucking more uh, shallow. It's just <laughs> like people saying things for 30 seconds. This is my deep one right here. Oh, you're at the end, man. This is the end. This is how it ends, goddamn. This is the beginning. It's the beginning. Oh, it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hysterical. Oh, shit. Goddamn. Shit. Scott, I love you endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very circle, man. Whoa. All right, cool. That's, that's well, I'll have to check this out. This seems like good deed. Seems cool right there. Everybody enjoy. Give me a book report back. The rest of Saturday, we're all watching Clay on the Scuzzy. What is happening? I'm so <laughs> confused. Oh man. Oh. Hey, I'm confused about something. All right, what's up? All right, here, here, here's what's growing on for me today. Is Grambo, I think me and you were talking about something. We started quoting Pulp Fiction yesterday. All right. And then I, I was thinking about it. It was in my head, and I was. I was brushing. Oh, you mean uh, fuck, fuck pride. And yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about it was, what do you say? Uh, Marcellus Wallace goes, the night of the fight, you may feel a slight stink. That's pride fucking with you. Fuck yeah. pride. Fuck pride only hurts. It never helps. It's true. I don't, is that true? I don't think that's true. It can't be true, man. It's <laughs> no, so it's, much. It's true in the context of what he's trying to say. It's like doing the right thing here in, in, in the movie scenario is like your pride is going to tell you you want to win, but doing the right thing is wrong in this scenario. So he's trying to, obviously, Marcellus Wallace is not the hero of that movie. And uh, so anything that he says is to be taken with a grain of salt. But, you know, I, I like it because I've always lived my life, but I don't interfere and hanging out with you guys, you specifically too, I see I've been learning like engagement is often more correct than I like to give it credit for in my history. So yeah, maybe pride doesn't hurt Scotty real. What is the opposite of pride? Help me understand what pride is. Cause I, I asked my, you know, it's pride. And then I thought shame. And then I Googled it. No, right. humility. Humility. The opposite of pride was humility. See, I don't. I, I feel like um, in most things, there's the extremes, and a lot of people think one extreme is better than the other extreme. But finding the balance in the middle is usually where it's at. I think that 
pride has led to some bad things, but also, I mean, if you weren't proud of this show, Thank you. would you show up and do it every week? I wouldn't be have worked all day yesterday on writing it, no. Yeah, so I, I think- uh, I wasn't proud of Recharge. I wouldn't be going out there screaming about it. It's really, and it's really motivated me. It's motivated and, me to learn more and to be a better person. And in sales, that's like the biggest thing is if somebody's not proud of their product, they won't advertise it. They won't talk about it. They'll be ashamed. They'll be afraid. And so, yeah, you need to be humble, but you need to know, you need to have that mix of humility and pride. I don't think going to either extreme is the correct answer. This comes from that. I'm, I told you I'm reading this book, Pandora's Lab, Dr. Paul Offit. Mm-hmm. It talks about these Nobel Prize winners, Nobel Prize, the Nobel Prize winners. And a lot of them, they won one. They won the Nobel Prize, and there was a few of them that just went off the fucking rails afterwards. Mm-hmm. Man, there was this one guy that he figured out how chemical bonds were made. Oh, shit, he's famous. Linus Pauling. Linus okay. Pauling. Vitamin C guy. Yep. They figured out how chemical bonds were made. It was so complex that they gave it to Einstein to check his work, and Einstein was like, I can't follow this shit. <laughs> but it was legit, man. It was chemical bonding, whatever. He explained it. Uh, he won another one for like uh, the shape of a protein, mm-hmm. like a cichlid or something like that. He found he won two Nobel Prizes. I think one of the only guys that won two Nobel Prizes for chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing he did, he tried to go for another one. And he, he figured out that the DNA was a triple helix. Mm, I haven't seen DNA with my own two eyes. But it's fine when it's a double helix. Watson and Crick proved that the next year, by the way. Dude, when they read his paper about the triple helix, they go, dude, if you were a first-year chemistry student, you would be asked to leave because the program wasn't fit to suit you. Mm. Like, it was that elementary of a mistake. And anybody who's been married will put and get this one. His wife, they asked his wife, and she was like, uh, uh, his wife, once he failed, his wife goes, Well, if it was that more, if it was, sorry, if it was that important of a problem, why don't you work harder at it? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. So, trying to kind of defend it. I don't know. Uh, over the last three years, I've seen a lot of prideful scientists and experts who refuse to admit that they got things wrong. Sure. And I think society suffered a lot because people went into a particular situation saying, hey, I'm the expert and or, hey, that guy's the expert. You sure. can't trust. You can't, you can't question them. And a lot of times when the science came back. We're like, okay, well, they got it wrong. Well, you can't admit that. No, and that's what the problem, people really self-destruct when they can't get things wrong. Or when they can't, like, uh, they were talking about this guy compared to Einstein. Because this guy was every bit as brilliant as Einstein, Landis Pauling. And he, uh, uh, when Einstein would get something wrong, or when someone would correct him, mm-hmm. he would go, all right, let me go take a look at that. Man. Exactly. Let me go take a look at that. For me, and, and this other guy was like, no, you're wrong. Uh yeah, he ended up, he had that whole triple helix thing and kind of got laughed out. Uh, Linus Pauling got laughed out of science, like academic science. So one of the things that I love about this whole community, the whole DGC and what you guys do right. is the whole learning in public. Mm. You guys are proud of your stuff. When, yeah. when you have a good grow, you're like, oh, I want to show this off. A lot of growers are like that. I want to show that. I want to share this with all my friends. Dude, you got to taste this. You got to smell this. You got to check this out. 
But at the same time, when you have something like pottery mildew, you're like, hey, community, help me out. I'm not too prideful to ask for help. Ain't too proud, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It's it's uh, you can go to one extreme or the other, but the harmony is found in mixing or finding the middle path. So I think that pride itself is not bad, but if you allow it to, uh, if you allow it to become to the point where you don't have any humility at all, that's when it becomes bad. Yeah, that is, that is, man. You still have to always check yourself. No matter how much success you have, mm-hmm. you still need to always check yourself. You're right. Yeah, I think a lot of times also, when you do become successful, you get surrounded by yes men That's what who always just tell you you're right because they're afraid to tell you when you're wrong. Well, you, this guy couldn't. This guy started started the Lionel. What is that? Linus Pauling is that his name? Huh? Started, started a Linus Pauling Institute. Yeah. And he hired a bunch of people. He got into the vitamin. You want to talk about an unregulated industry? Vitamins and supplements. Less regulated. I mean, fertilizer, God forbid, you put something wrong on the, you know, in the wrong order. They're coming to pull all your shit off the shelf. Vitamins and supplements, you're taking them in your body. They don't give a shit. Man. They're completely unregulated. See, that's, again, the two extremes. Mm-hmm. You're, a lot of people can just sell snake oil or stuff that can, right. can do you harm. But then on the other side... It's way over-regulated when it comes to other things. Yeah. And yeah. trying to find out balance. It's always about balance, man. It is. It's the same thing with the weed, man. Do you want it to be completely free market? You want it to be completely free market where you spray Eagle 20 on there when things are bad? And, yeah, I don't see any. You know, I don't, I don't see any of this. Or do you want it to be completely controlled where it's real? Their FDA labs or or government labs are producing your cannabis for you. Or there's only two companies that can afford all of the regulatory hoops to actually get it out there. So everybody else is put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Balance. And it's true. And by the way, that's Scott's Miracle Grow for me. If Scott's Miracle Grow can afford to. You know, yep. take the regulators on vacation meet them at the the they have like these fertilizer control board conventions take them to epstein island and show them <laughs> yes. no but you know they have a giant freaking uh buffet for me like these guys are friendly they have uh lobbyists and whatnot so they don't seem to have the same problems that i have you yep. jeez man jeez man i'm just thinking about the uh this dude with the yes men I just, it's, it sits in my head because I'm always trying to tell, I'll throw something out there knowing it's wrong just to get the ball rolling. So people will, will help me fix it. That vitamin thing though, it struck a chord with me. He started, he started talking, Linus, Linus Paul, he started talking about um, taking mega amounts. I think it was by vitamins, but vitamin C specifically, it was going to cure the cold and it was going to uh, keep you living long and all that stuff. And it wasn't true it actually contributed he died of colon cancer his wife died of stomach cancer so can we say definitively that the vitamin c led to the, i'm i'm yeah. still 50 50 on it i'm not There's sure about six different studies that they cited okay. and then the last study came out clearly it was like a 27 it was so bad 27 percent increased chance of cancer that they couldn't do another one that the their morals wouldn't let them do another one because it was so obvious that they were the you know, 27 percent cancer rate thing is scott i eat oranges man the oranges are different that's totally so what they were it was the difference between thc distillate uh-huh. and smoking a cherry paloma joint okay and that's the difference between fucking chemically made vitamin c and eating vitamin C from an orange. So it's like the too much of a good thing thing. 
Yeah, when they were talking about that, they were talking about sex. You can't have too much of a good thing. Not vitamin C. (laughs) No, but it was interesting. They were just making this pure. It's almost like it was distillate. And then they were giving up thousands and thousands of milligrams of this distillate. And what they didn't understand was it was like, I barely understand this shit myself. I read a book, all right? You can stay one lesson ahead of the kids, okay? No, but it was that there's oxidants and antioxidants. It was basically that. This uh, uh, T, I'm sorry, THC molecule, the vitamin C molecule needed to be attached to all these other parts, just like we've got flavonoids and, uh, and cytokines and all the other crap that makes flavor in the cannabis. What well, was the same with with uh, the vitamin C molecule? So once it was separated, it didn't do the same thing. It was really interesting. I thought, man, same thing as we're always talking about. Smoking flour is so much different than doing dabs. And specifically, have you ever done just diamonds, pure TAC distillate? Yeah, I can't hang with that stuff. It's not, but it's not good. It doesn't make me feel the same way yeah. that we, you know, that cannabis makes you feel. It's the same. That's the active ingredient, right? Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. So I'll stick with the flowers. Yeah, I'll stick with oranges and flowers, man. And by the way, that guy, uh, look, I was pointing at my vaporizer. The guy landed is falling. Whenever anyone didn't agree with him, he just fired him. Yeah, he fired him and fired him until he was just until he was surrounded by yes men. Yeah, yeah. Didn't go so good. All right. Anyway, that that, that was my that was when I fell asleep to last night. Yeah. Okay. Good book. <laughs> What was it called again? It's called Pandora's Lap, and it's like seven tales of science gone wrong. Okay, I'm gonna. It confirms my biases that scientists are human beings infallible. So I'm gonna check it out. Oh, you know what's weird is I thought that's the whole thing about science and math. Oh, there's a purity of math where you can come up with the right answer. It's not arguable. It's not should should cannabis be legal or not legal. Let's argue it. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, the answer is 2.7. It's 2.7 U moles per joule, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like uh science should always be questioned. And I think that um just any intelligent being should always be willing to check their biases. Absolutely. Say, hey, I'm gonna form my opinion based off of the available information and more uh, information becomes available, I'll take a look at it and use that to inform my opinion. Man, you know what I'm thinking about? What? See my LED video? Yes. Yeah, man. So when I just, I made an LED video, and I, I don't know if you guys caught it. I'm trying a couple new things. I made a, a seven minute video trying to uh, explain what Guru taught me, what uh, the guys from HLG taught me, just about legitimate LED lights. And one of the things was when you go look on Amazon, they want to show you, oh, this is a thousand watt equivalent right here. Mm. Well, that's English, man. That's just you saying, well, who decides equivalency? You know, that's good because you know it's equivalent, man. And then I'm looking, I go to HLG site, it's 2.7, or actually, it was like more like 2.95 U moles per joule. Mm-hmm. Here's how you figure that out. You know, you take a, you know, a, a, how many light photons are in a three foot by three foot square at this specific, uh, you know, uh, distance. Like it's science, man. I trust that shit. Science, man. (laughs) No, that's actually math. That U moles per joule is a mathematical equation. Math is science, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we did too much uh, vape before the show, I think. I love it, man. Can I give a couple shout outs, bro? Absolutely. Dang doggy daddy. 
Dank doggy daddy. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like a tongue twister from when I was in elementary school. Can you say dank doggy dank daddy? Doggy daddy. John's fast. Hey, can you say Bill? Go- <laughs> I can't even say it once. Let's see, I can't say Bilbo Bagseed. Say Bilbo Bagseed three times. Bilbo Bagseed. Nope. Bilbo Bagseed. Bilbo Bagseed. Bilbo Bagseed. I like it. Sounds fun. Man, Bilbo Bagseed got five shout outs on this shit. Yes. <laughs> How about AJ Gross? Thank you all for the support, man. I really do appreciate it. It is a lot of fun doing this show, and uh, we couldn't do it without y'all. So thank you. And. Yes, sir. If you want to support and get a shout out on the show, where's the best place to go? Dudegrows.com slash support. There you go. We make it easy, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it was a Saturday morning. I'm just laughing with you guys. Amazon is trying to market these to me. Well, you just, have you seen these yet, Nick? Oh, dude, you sent me a text with an old Halloween mask. Like, just how you know, I don't even know if it's really for Halloween. I think I got to order one of these, right? Do me a favor. Just scroll. Go to the next one, if you would, man. That the, the video up uh, up top, Grambo. Up top, the uh, YouTube video. Yeah, I found one. This is what it is. Could you imagine? Like, dude, that guy's just sitting in a warehouse. Like, that's real, right? Like, that's a real person sitting there. Freaked out. <laughs> this reminds me of that movie, The Purge, but like upgraded and updated with modern technology. This is $70. Bro. You know what I mean? Like, who's that DJ that has the like marshmallow looking head with the. There's a DJ uh, that, that has like a mask like that that does like electronic dance music parties and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, marshmallow head. I'm looking something like that. Dude, I'd have him play at my party, man. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. And you know what? With uh, face reading technology becoming more and more prevalent, we might see more and more people wearing stuff like this in public. Yeah. I got some ideas for this thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Here, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just stopping right. Uh, it's that. It's more imagination. Oh shit! Hey man, as I look at this man, and what the uh, future? Like that freaks me out, man. That does. What freaks you out most about the future? Uh, like the near future. Like what's gonna happen in ten fucking years, man? Bro, from. I'll let, you, I'll let you think about it. For me, it's robots, man. Robots? Yeah. You got do me a favor, Grambo. Click on this one. We'll come back and I'll ask you. I'll let you think about it. But just click on this for me. This is this is Boston Dynamics robots. Is this real Boston Dynamics? Yeah. Robots? Hey, click on it. Watch this. I feel like Grambo has some secret knowledge. You might notice it says Boss Town Dynamics. There you go. This is real, right? I mean, it. it what's, what, what's happening here? The robots are going to have a revenge. That's a man named Clint who just got pushed down to the ground. They use uh, After Effects to paint him out and then put a CGI robot in his place, perfectly color matched with HDRIs. Thank yeah, you. This is Thank a you. this is a very famous video by uh, Corridor Digital. Oh my god! Because I was like, dude, the robots are going to have a revenge on us so freaking bad. They are going to see this video. <laughs> Because they're being dicks to this robot. 
they're gonna keep it going. Just keep it going. It's oh. fucking awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, I only like it because I thought it was a robot. Now they know it's Clint that makes me feel bad. Yeah, no, there's a guy behind that. See, the guy with the hot oh, stick is just all oh, she's fucking things. <laughs> okay, so that's his job. There's the guy with the hockey stick that hits people. No, no, this is a, this is a visual. This, this is a visual effects company. That, that's an actual human that's been painted over with a robot. However, there are Boston Dynamics videos where they're doing yeah. very similar stuff yeah. that actually come from Boston Dynamics. Yes, for sure. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so. Very close to Terminator 2 World Power <laughs> we're coming up on. And that doesn't look like the end of the Terminator when his skin was all peeled off. I kind of, yeah, I kind of did. You give him a freaking chrome molly paint job on there, and that's Terminator. All right. My scariest thing is uh, all of robots and AI taking over everything, and then just a mass movement of people having no purpose in their life. Yeah. That's it. Us becoming the robots, man. So if you see right here, here's the video of the clean plate versus the actual robot. That's Clint. Oh, so goddamn it. Yep. Now I believe in nothing. This is what I learned visual effects from. So you see my deep fakey sort of stuff. A lot of it I learned from Corridor Digital. I was so scared. I I showed this to my wife and we were just like, it's over, Johnny. Yeah. You mean I can't just blindly trust video that I see on the internet now? Nope. These are some very. These are some of the best visual effects artists on YouTube. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy getting hit with a hockey stick. That's Clint. <laughs> He's got like rack padding. He's good. Yeah. Just robots with guns. Yeah, that does worry me, man. The robot overlords. And by the way, right in the beginning, Grandpa, you showed an Apple II. Mm-hmm. That Apple II computer was like cutting edge when I was a kid. Oh, of course, you know. It's amazing how fast things are going. Oh, man. Yeah, that was the... By the way, that computer was probably as much as your computer. I think it was 2300 bucks for the base Apple II. Holy crap. Plus monitor, and then it was $699 for the disk drive. That's back when money meant something. I'll tell you, that's why I had a Commodore 64. $199 all in. Okay, so from my industry, here's something that I've seen. I've been making Invo products for 10, 15 years now. Yeah. And it used to be, you could make an info product, you could make a course that showed somebody how to do something, and it would sell for a year, a year and a half, with good advertising behind it before you started seeing slumps or fails. Now with how fast everything's going, if you try to make a course on how to use AI, by next week, it's irrelevant. With how fast technology is going, a lot of the info product market is just, it's not worth developing an entire course because the amount of time that you're going to be able to sell it for is so short. Wow. So yeah, everything, uh, it's very disruptive right now. All of the technology, robots, AI, uh, I'm not sure where we're going to go. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be like a mix of Wally and idiocracy, but it'll be good somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell if I want the Neuralink or not. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I can't tell if we've already all taken the Neuralink or not. Uh, it's very possible that this is a game. I love it. <laughs> don't don't bring our private conversation. <laughs> We're not sure yet. We're not sure. We're doing experiments. 
Hey, man, I was looking at the news and there was a couple things. I put some stuff on my Facebook feed and uh, I'll put things that I find interesting. And I found two stories within a week of each other. I found them both interesting. And when I matched them up, it really bothered me. Uh, this is one. First off, this is also I brought. I remember I saying you got to talk about drugs with your kids, whether it's <laughs> weed or whatever. <clears throat> I brought this to my kid and I showed it to her because uh, back in my day, cocaine was a thing that was around. You know, people tried it, and I uh, saw this. This is uh, from our local news. There was twenty. Uh, this is Summit County, which is where everybody skis and snowboards. Breckenridge is up there. 25 kilos of fentanyl-laced cocaine seized in Summit County. Dude, that's like, what, 60-something? I can't do metric, but that's 60-something pounds of cocaine, right? Pounds. It's sold by the gram or by the, I don't know, whatever. That's crazy. And so that's a lot of supply. And all of it had fentanyl in there. So help me understand this. <laughs> I remember back in my day. Sure. You would cut drugs to like spread it out, yes. turn a turn a five grams into ten grams or something. You found stuff to mix in so to make it or yes, make it more potent or whatever. Yes. What's the point of adding fentanyl to cocaine? A, I think fentanyl is cheap as fuck. I actually Googled fentanyl precursors and now my whole Google algorithm is screwed up and oh. the cops are watching me. <laughs> it was because they're trying to get like Chinese, the, the Chinese government to limit these companies from sending fentanyl precursors, like 55 gallon drums of them all over the world. But does it? It's so cheap to make it. Then then you've got this stuff that I guess if you can get people, I think fentanyl heroin's fairly addictive. So maybe you try it's a way to get them really addicted to that cocaine. Man, I don't know, but it is shady. And the fact that people drop dead every weekend from doing a bump or a rail of cocaine at a club is scary. And so I talk to my kid and I tell her, you can't try it, man. Not that you can't try it. This is what's going on there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it. And by the way, cocaine sucks. Cocaine's not. I tell her that. that. (laughs) You're not missing anything. I bet you if we did a poll of cannabis consumers, our audience, I bet you 90% of them would agree that cocaine's not. Complete opposite buzz. Cannabis is about being mellow and chill, watching what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chilling in the background, uh, saying some funny stuff, listening to some funny stuff, having some giggles. Cocaine is about constantly talking without listening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just people talk at you, we call it. We do a lot of cocaine before we start the podcast. Uh, It's like Scotty Real Times 8. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do me a favor. So, that's I got the tale of two drug dealers. So, that person is going to jail for what? 25 years? The fentanyl cocaine cocaine guy? Probably. At least 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here you go. Check this out. This is from the San Juan Star. It was originally from the New York Times, but uh, <laughs> I don't get on of our subscription anymore. That's funny. This is executive sentence for scheming to flood the Northeast with opioids. Mm. And this is the guy. Hey, let me, let me click on it because this guy, like, schemed. Hey, let me read this. Uh, in his quarter century, a chief executive of Rochester Drug Cooperative, Lawrence F. Dowd III. You think he's ever been broke? 
Maybe. Made the distributor the country's seventh largest wholesaler of drugs. Wholesaler, not retailer. Sending stock dividends to record highs as revenues topped $1 billion. Think that guy's 25 kilos of cocaine was worth $1 billion? No. No, no. He also directed a criminal conspiracy to deceive the Drug Enforcement Agency and pump opioids into pharmacies throughout the Northeast, uh, despite knowing that retailers were diverting the drugs and supplies uh, and supplying them to addicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday, Dowd was convicted last, uh, last year of conspiring on Wednesday. Uh, Dowd, who was convicted last year of conspiring to distribute narcotics and defraud the United States, was sentenced to, give me a drum roll, please, two years and three months in prison. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he goes to a nice private prison. Yeah. And by the way, I started Googling the nicest private prisons in the USA. No, some of them are nice. Guess what? They don't show you on Google. No. They don't want that fucking problem. You better go visit. You better have your lawyer call. We'll give you uh-huh. we'll give you the package. Okay. But, but here's here's the thing to keep in mind. This guy pays taxes on the drugs he sells. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, if you're paying taxes, the money that you're making goes directly to the people that are going to sentence you. But maybe. Come on. You the richest of the rich pay the least amount of taxes. They've got all those loopholes. Um, the guy that's going to buy that 25, that the guy that's going to get, I don't know how many millions of dollars, $2 million for 25 kilos of cocaine. I have no idea. I'm just making that up. He's gonna go. Hopefully, he goes spends the shit out of that and puts it back into the economy. Yeah, gets taxed on it. Local sales tax. This guy is paying either lobbying. This not paying taxes. He's lobbying. This guy's taking his money and putting it in the Virgin Islands or somewhere where we can't use it. The other guy's probably just taking it and putting it back. Or all the people that are buying those grams are taking them. It's just going back into the economy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I have a I have a belief i mean obviously there's the good old boys club right going on but uh i feel like if you pay your taxes when you sell your drugs you're less likely to have the hammer thrown at you when you're caught doing something nefarious you're probably right you know it's like if you pay off the people the whole time when you get caught maybe it'll be nicer to you i i think that there's some of that going on yeah yeah i see where you're going little human behavior stuff well, that too, and the pharmaceutical industry pays more in lobbying than any other industry, I believe, and pays like 70, 75% of mainstream media advertising dollars come from the pharmaceutical industry. So they have a tight hold on public opinion sure. and they pay a lot of dollars in lobbying. So even if they're not paying taxes, they're one of the biggest, if not the biggest lobby dollar providers so there's that dude if you click at this meme the one eyed cat cannabis made a meme that is uh it's, it's uh, two guys looking at paperwork i guess this is this is just a video show i don't know do we do yeah we do this podcast too alcohol tobacco companies and big pharma and oh it's actually jeremy clarkson and who's the other guy from top gear Top gear. Yeah. And then they're just looking at the papers and they're laughing and then they're laughing again. And they turn the papers back and it says federal cannabis laws. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it's going because they're paying all the money. That's why you don't have federally legal cannabis. It's all, you know, infighting. And uh, but according to our comments, we might not want federally legal cannabis. I would love it if the federal government just took a hands-off approach and just said, hey, do what you're going to do, and we're not going to pursue right. for it. 
well, what do you do when you got a guy that has, you know, a thousand pounds in a, in a semi truck? All good. A thousand pounds of cannabis. Yeah. When they get, he's, you know, the skirting the taxes and all that stuff. Yeah. It's tough, man. I'm okay with it. If we had something to make sure that it was safe. Yeah. I'd like some sort of consumer report or something like that. Yeah. And you could go and be like, Hey, look, I paid to have these people check my stuff every quarter. Right. I got the little badge of honor, the badges, the, the credibility badge, sure. whatever. I'd be, I'd, I trust that more than I trust the regulators who gave us the opioid epidemic. You were talking about yeah. from what to heroin to fentanyl to whatever. God, dude, that's in that book, man. They freaking went from opium, which is like the juice of the poppy, mm-hmm. to they were like, oh, we, uh, that's addictive. So we just took the the painkiller. And by the way, having pain, terrible pain, mm-hmm. is really debilitating. Yeah, you, There needs to be a solution for that. So there's opium, and then they pulled out the morphine. But when they marketed it, they were like, dude, this is the non-addictive part of opium, so don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And the regulators were okay with it. Fine with them for about five, six years, and then they were like, hey, guys. And then what do you think they did after that? They said, we've got this new version. They took it and they boiled it. Ooh. Actually, it was, I didn't realize that they boiled more. This is not an instructional video. No, it's <laughs> more being in vinegar. And then that became this new awesome product. And this wasn't addictive. And this was bare pharmaceutical. Man, mm-hmm. the aspirin people. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think they called this one? Oxy. Heroin. Heroin, okay. Yeah. And then Oxy. And it, but the, so the heroin happens in what, the 30s, I want to say, something like that. Dude, it's what, 50 years later and they come up with the same trick? Guys, we got it this time, man. We got this time-release coating on there and makes it completely non-addictive. They're called oxycons. Mm-hmm. Boom. Heroin so, epidemic. So my thing is, the people that said morphine is safe, heroin is safe, uh-huh. oxycodone is safe, do I trust those people to no. regulate my marijuana and tell me whether it's safe or not? Oh, I just thought you were going to say, do I trust those people? And there's a no. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. So, yeah, so there's a, yeah. that's that's the issue for me. Yep. And how's uh, 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 capitalism work? Um, no, no, but what I mean is quality. That, you know, if something, if a quality item gets purchased, people, especially more, they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, ones that are crap usually get thrown by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But Bless the ones that are crap. Have good advertising and marketing and <laughs> oriented product positioning. <laughs> <laughs> Going after that prime demographic. Yeah. Oh, that's my job. Yeah, that's why you're here, brother. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's it, man. I had a good time. Grambo. Yeah, man. Thank you, my friend. Of course. Thank you for keeping the wheels on. <laughs> Anytime. I see. Appreciate you, brother. I got one one last thing that I want to show you, man. What up? This guy, uh, one of our DGC is like, yo, man, you were talking about high or not high? Mm-hmm. He goes, I weld on live gas lines, all right? You got to be high to do that. What? Check this out. Dude. Now, would you rather be baked or not baked doing that? I would just rather not do that. It's interesting because, hey, and I'm going to find the comments because the comments were freaking interesting. It was saying that, uh, oh, wait, hang on. I feel like that's like a job for someone who is trying to get workman's comp. <laughs> first off, the first the comment that I wanted to highlight, let me see if I can find it first, talks about traits and that, uh, hey, wow. 
Yeah, to the young men watching this, skip college and get into a trade. You're, you're going to make doctor's money on a high school diploma. Mm. And oh yeah, you get paid well during your apprenticeship instead of going into debt. And there is, when I was in school, man, everybody had to go to college. And I was much more comfortable working with my dad as a plumber and air, and air conditioning uh, uh, contractor mm. than I was trying to pretend to uh, be a marketer. You know, so yeah, and it was... You know, and by the way, my dad made really good money, had a really nice life, and he had complete freedom. Mm-hmm. He was he's not complete freedom, but he'd take the jobs he wanted to. For some reason, he took jobs. With, oh, man. Some of that stuff will scar you, man. Plumber, <laughs> man. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that it should be encouraged, man. The college isn't for everybody. And as far as I'm concerned, it's becoming less and less useful as we go on because you can buy a course from you for, I don't know how much you charge for a course. Or you can just go on YouTube and find out how to yes. YouTube Academy. It man. really is about uh, educating yourself these days. Mm-hmm. The tools are out there. Well, understanding that education is not secluded to a classroom, that Education doesn't stop when you leave the classroom. Yeah. And also, this is something that I kind of called wrong. I figured 10 years ago, automation was going to go after all of the labor jobs first. But, I mean, it's lawyers, it's writers, it's uh, people that are the educated blue collar people. Those are the ones that automation is coming for first. So all of those college degrees, sure, they make you the top. If I'm an employer and I'm paying for your college degree, you're the first person I want to replace with AI or a robot. The janitor, I'm only paying him $15 an hour. Sexist, I assume all janitors are men. He's the least... He's the person with the least amount of threat because I'm only paying him a fraction of what I'm paying the person who went to college. The college person is the first one I'm trying to replace. Yeah, that's a good point. It's the world we live in now. It's a weird world, man. (laughs) Yeah. I like it, though. But on the flip side, with what Grambo does with all the AI stuff and with what a lot of people that are leveraging it, it opens up a world of opportunity that's no longer exclusive to college graduates. So it's so true. As much of a disruptive technology as all this stuff is, there's also a lot of opportunity that's opening up now that is totally available to you, even if you're a high school dropout like me. Ah, respect, man, respect. Yeah. Love it. Sounds like a good way to, to end the show, man. You guys ready to go start your weekend? Yeah. You Good sound, Saturday you sound excited. Man. Well, this is better than the Saturday morning cartoons I enjoyed as a kid. So, oh, yeah. Hang on. You know what the best was, though? Wrestling. Were you guys ever into wrestling? Either of my you? brother loved wrestling. Oh, my God. They should give you a disclaimer not to try the shit you see. It's you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to try the pile driver now. Right. You know. Superplex off the back of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've all been there. <laughs> Ah, God, that makes me feel young. Most of us made it out alive. (laughs) Most of us. Most of us. I love it. Good hanging, boys. Thank you. Peace out. DGC, I hope you have a great weekend. We enjoyed hanging with y'all. Grambo, anything to say, sir? Nah, keep living, keep growing. Word. (laughs) Be good, y'all.
Yeah, I'm going to be so wet. 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 Yeah, I'm going to